When you create that dynamic, you inherently increase test participation as a safety net. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's necessarily fair to say that this is, this is increasing equity just because it increases participation. Welcome to Get Schooled, student stories from across Kentucky, brought to you by the Pritchard Committee Student Voice Team. I'm Zoe, the executive producer. Today, high schoolers Emma and Sarah Faluji are going to talk about changes in AP registration that occurred just this year. Usually, students register for AP exams in March, but this year, College Board has decided to change the registration window to the month of October. Let's jump into the episode and hear about how this affects Kentucky students. AP classes are you taking this year and how many of those exams are you registered to take? Uh, I'm taking six AP classes this year and I'm taking all six exams so. Um, right now I'm taking three AP classes. I'm taking AP Lit, AP Stats, and AP Spanish and actually I'm not registered for any yet. I uh, need to register tonight when I get home because it's right. the deadline tomorrow but I will be registered um, to take all three of them. This year I am taking two classes and I am not taking either of the exams. Um, this year I am taking three AP exams. Um, actually I'm taking four but I'm taking three classes and one of them um, switches halfway through the year so I'm taking um, that one is AP micro and macro uh, economics. Um, I'm taking AP literature and then AP statistics and I'm taking all of those tests. Hi I'm Sarah and I'm a freshman in high school and I'm currently taking two AP classes in both exams. And I'm Emma. I'm a high school junior, and I'm currently taking four AP classes and all four exams. Last school year, more than 40,000 students in Kentucky completed AP courses, and about 30,000 of them took the actual test. What kinds of students are taking these classes? Well, 34% of AP course takers are considered economically disadvantaged, 80% are white, only 1% have any disabilities, and less than 1% are in foster homes. As we can see, students who are taking AP classes tend to be whiter and typically more able to pay for the tests. And that's important because in a lot of cases, these tests are expensive. Uh, how much did the test cost for you where you go to school? Um, I think it was about $98 in exams, so I think it was a total of like $590 or something around that. Um, I believe it's anywhere from $90 to $100 per test. I think it was in the neighborhood of $70 to $80 an exam. But I think it's somewhere around $100 each. Maybe a, a little less, but rounding up probably. So why are students taking these tests? Well, even though AP tests are quite expensive, they are cheaper than college credit hours, which means for college-bound students, the AP program can actually save them a lot of money. And even if some colleges don't take the credit, the courses are supposed to show academic rigor and mimic college classes. As far as college credit goes, I don't really know where I'm going to go to college, so I don't know. You know, some schools don't take certain credits, etc., but I feel like they do look good on, you know, college applications and resumes and things like that. So I do think they're beneficial in the long run. This year, College Board has announced numerous changes to their programming, including content on certain exams, an online web portal to help decrease paperwork and aid students, and most notably, moving the registration window from March to October. They also added more late fees on top of that. It is $40 extra per late test and $40 if students try to cancel. This is a real concern for students. Since AP exams aren't until May and classes start in August, a student would wait until March to decide if they were taking the exam, so they would have a better idea of how they would do. 
Now, how can students know if they will do well in a test just two months into the school year? Um, so how certain do you feel about these exams? Like, do you think that you're prepared to do well on them? Do you think they'll be beneficial for college credit, things like that? Personally, I feel pretty good about a lot of the exams that I'm taking. Um, I don't necessarily know if a lot of my classmates feel that way. I know specifically in my AP Physics class, it's really hard to gauge this early in the year um, how, how you feel about taking a test like that, especially where our teacher, I feel like, makes the class. The class is actually a lot easier than the test. I'm absolutely not prepared because it is so early in the year. However, if I do pass, it will. I think it does give me good college credit. This also presents an issue for seniors. When applying to college and taking APs, the March registration deadline allows them to decide whether or not they will take an AP exam or not, given what school they get into. Because why pay for a test that won't get you anything, right? By moving registration to the fall, seniors who are under time and money crunches for applications also have to stress about whether the test they take will be accepted by the prospective schools. Um, I honestly have no idea at this point. Um, it's kind of too early in the school year to tell if I'm going to do well in these classes. Um, I feel pretty confident about the AP Literature one. However, the other two are a little bit iffy. Um, and yeah, I don't know if they'll also get me college credit because a lot of the places I'm applying don't necessarily take it. So what's the College Board's explanation for all of this? According to the Washington Post, the changes in AP registration were made after a pilot program involving 180,000 students in more than 800 schools, which showed an increase in test participation among students, particularly students from low-income families, but only after one year. They claim their goal is to provide equal opportunity for students for AP resources and for getting college credit. We asked high schoolers what they thought of this rationale. I mean, I see how that could be a valid point but also kind of the cynic in me sees how it could just be a way for them to pressure people into um, registering for the test and paying to take the test um, even if they don't think they're ready just because they want to keep that window open for them later um, so I could see how that could be beneficial for people but I also feel like you know you sign up and you pay the money and it's kind of like a binding contract of well you already paid for it so now you might as well take the test rather than feeling like you're prepared for the test and you want to take it. The effect of early registration is to make it so that seniors aren't certain whether AP credits will be accepted at the college that they're attending or not. So when you create that dynamic, you inherently increase test participation as a safety net. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's necessarily fair to say that this is, this is increasing equity just because it increases participation. Well, you said it was only implemented for one year. Is that what you said? So first of all, I don't think that was a long enough time span to see how early registration affects lower economic participation, right? But as of as of right now, I really it's it's if they if they're using that as their logic then I don't really know if I follow because one, it's too short of a period. And then second of all, I don't think that really there would be that much of a difference. I, won't, I don't think that, I don't know how much of a difference it would make to have someone register a couple months earlier as opposed to March. I don't really understand the rationale. I think the reason for the test being test registration being so late in the year is students are able to prepare and they know whether they're going to pass. Um, having the registration so early is, feels like a cash grab to me. As some students have pointed out, there is an issue with this rationale. Earlier registration may increase participation, but it doesn't increase scores for low-income students. 
according to the college board's data, there is a 33% increase in the number of low-income students taking the exam, but only a 20% increase in the number of low-income students receiving a score 3 or higher, which is passing. What this amounts to is 76.4% of low-income students who are pressured into signing up for the test not passing. This means they are not eligible for credit and these scores won't help them get into college. But let's tackle the argument that the College Board is just doing this for more money. College Board is a registered nonprofit, but AP brings in tens of millions of dollars every year. Their 2016 tax returns show $1 billion in revenue, and their president earned more than a million dollars. Some nonprofit. Analysis from inside higher ed suggests that the College Board's revenue will increase by trapping students who otherwise wouldn't pay for AP tests and increasing late and cancellation fees, all while not ensuring higher scores, only higher participation. So what does this mean for Kentucky students? Earlier we talked about how many students take AP classes, but we didn't talk about how students typically do in them. Of the 30,000 students who took exams last year, 51% got passing scores, and this is about in line with national trends. In Kentucky, there are huge score disparities between different groups of students. 52% and 68% of white and Asian students respectively pass their AP exams. Black students pass 28% of the time, economically disadvantaged 36% of the time, and homeless students 24% of the time. It is clear from the data that Kentucky students do not have equal access to AP tests or the opportunity to do well on them. So while in the past these issues have been caused by the College Board's high cost and lack of total fee waivers, the shift in the AP registration deadline has added a whole new set of challenges. From the stress on seniors to the financial burden on those who are disadvantaged, I think it's safe to say that students prefer a March registration window to make these decisions that could have significant effects on their success and readiness for college. Thank you for listening to Get Schooled. Please subscribe, share the episode, and leave a review. Also, be sure to follow the Student Voice Team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PC Student Voice Team. Also, be sure to check out our blog, studentvoiceforum.org, where we recently published a piece also talking about AP registration. Is there anything going on in your school or area that you want us to cover? Be sure to let us know at getschooledpod at gmail.com. That's getschooledpod at gmail.com. See you all next time for another episode of Get Schooled. Thank you.